Welcome to the Confident Parenting Podcast. I am your host, Julie Fernandes, a parenting coach, a doctor of occupational therapy, and a mom of three, here to support you navigate the oftentimes overwhelming world of young parenting. In this podcast, you will find tips, tricks, and strategies to help you shift your mindset, find your confidence as a parent, and develop ways to truly enjoy your children. After all, childhood doesn't keep. I'm so glad you're here. There is so much pressure on modern day mothers, I can't even tell you. But if you're a stay-at-home mom, you know that you probably get the question, when are you gonna return to work? And if you're a working mom, you probably feel that subconscious guilt that you are not the one there with your kids 24-7. I feel yeah, I've been in both situations and in between all of that, and I know how hard it can be, especially for the stay-at-home mom who feels like she has to compensate for the fact that she doesn't work by having the perfect home. Now, I can make a whole video on the struggles of working moms, so let me know if that is something you want to learn more about, but today we're gonna focus on the stay-at-home mom who feels like her house needs to be perfect to make up for the fact that she is not earning an income because that is something that has come up a lot in the groups that I run so and the clients that I serve. So I thought it would be a great way to start this video. So if you wanna learn how to break this obsession with perfectionism, but still have a beautiful, tidy home with children, yes, it is possible, then make sure you stay tuned to the end where I tell you my best tips and tricks of how to keep your home looking amazing as a stay-at-home mom of little kids. And let's dive right in. Quickly though, if you're new here, hello, my name is Julie. I have a clinical doctorate in occupational therapy. I coach moms to go from feeling overwhelmed, frazzled, like their lives are in chaos, to feeling confident and really truly able to enjoy their kids. Because after all, childhood does not keep. And if you are a mom that is not always with your kids, you definitely wanna make those moments count as well. So that is something that I am really, really invested in. I also have three children age seven, five, and one, seven, five, and one, and I, I'm learning so much from them as I put all of these principles into practice. I also have a newsletter and a podcast that go out weekly, so make sure you check out the links down below and subscribe to those and to this YouTube channel. Give this video a big like and share it if you think it would be helpful for someone else to see and for real knowledge to dive in. Okay, so I have a few questions for you when it comes to this topic. I hear from clients all the time about this self-inflicted pressure to have the perfect home as a stay-at-home mom. And maybe you feel it too if you also work outside of the home or work as well. But the thing is, I wanted to ask you this question. What is more important to you, time or money? Because there are certain things in this world that we cannot have without a certain level of wealth, but time is a non-renewable resource. And so for whatever choice that you make when it comes to your family, and sometimes, and oftentimes, we don't have a choice, make sure that you are really considering your values and how you want to spend your time. Because once it's gone, it's gone. So if you are someone that is feeling like you need to make this home perfect because you are not going out and earning an income, reframe this question. 
you are working as a mom. As a stay-at-home mom, you are working. No one is ever going to argue the fact that working is working as a mom is incredibly difficult. Apparently, looking after young children is more difficult than 98% of other jobs. Uh, they did they did a survey and they found this to be true. So. You should never feel like you are not working. It's just that you're not in a traditional job that is being validated by society where you are earning a paycheck every two weeks. But in fact, if you had to quantify how much it would cost you to outsource all of the things that you do, it would be hundreds of thousands of dollars. In fact, if you were to pay a stay-at-home mom to do everything that she does, bearing in mind that she's basically working 24-7, 365 days a year, it, it comes out to something like over $150,000 a year, which honestly, I don't think is enough. Uh, you know, there are much more higher paid jobs than that that probably work less hours, have less stress and have less consequences on what is going to happen. So don't ever think that your value is not appreciated or there as a stay-at-home mom because trust me, when you value your value, when you see your worth, others will start to see that too and you do not need to get your worth from a dollar amount. Now the second thing that comes up so much with stay-at-home moms is like, well, they get to the end of the day and they're like, I didn't do anything. I don't feel like I achieved anything. I don't feel productive. And as human beings, we have this desire for something that is called completing the loop. You know, we like to finish projects. We don't like to have shampoo bottles half empty or we don't like to have to-do lists unchecked off. And so you feel unaccomplished when you didn't get anything real done. You just kept everybody alive. But I challenge you to go back and you can do this mentally or you can physically do this and write down everything that you've done in that day. Make the bed, wipe the child, bath the child, make a meal, make another meal, clean up the kitchen, do the laundry, fold the laundry, put away the laundry, run an errand, come back. I dare you even to write all of that down. It'll be a list of this long and counting check all of that off and it's probably more than the average 95 worker gets done in like a week that you've accomplished before 9am. Through researching this video and just you know challenging my own beliefs because I'm in this societal melting pot too, we need to break this idea that only a mom can raise children. We are biologically wired to obviously want to be with our children a lot of the time, especially when they're young, all the time, and a lot of us really struggle to separate ourselves from our kids. But the thing is, they benefit from other people, other grown-ups, other child care, child givers, child care givers, helping them grow in society. My son, who is seven, has many, many different varied interests, as many seven-year-old little boys do, and I can't possibly be an expert in many of them, to be honest, but in all of them. He would so benefit from a mentor who has an interest the same as him if I allowed him to spend time with that person or that person was in my life. And so I want you to think about your beliefs around being a mom and feeling like you're the only person for that child because I don't think that is true. We were designed to grow up in tribes and villages where different people provide different inputs to our children. And so and a second part of this conversation as a stay-at-home mom is that we feel like we have to do it all. And society and our culture has kind of 
created that, right? We all live separately. We don't like to tell people, air our dirty laundry, tell people that we're struggling. And so we end up doing everything. We do all the cooking, all the cleaning, all the childcare. We feed the baby. We're up all night. We're uh, planning the children's birthday parties. We're researching what schools to send them to. We are planning vacations for our families. We're doing everything. And I don't think we were ever intended to do it. And no wonder we feel so overwhelmed and frazzled. Okay, but all that being said, for, for many of us, that is our reality. We are doing everything and we gain a lot of our own worth through being a stay-at-home mom. And so I promised you that I would give you my top tips on how to break this perfectionism. So here we go. Number one, pare down your possessions. If you have less stuff to manage, it takes less time. It takes off the stress. Your children end up playing with their toys so much more because there's less to choose from, it's less overwhelming for them. And I think as a good practice, we do need to combat this society of consumerism. Plus, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you're living with one income, finance is a stressful thing for you, stop buying things that you don't really need. Sell things that you can afford to sell and start to be comfortable living with less. Enjoy it, embrace it, it will change your life. Even if I had all the money in the world, I would still want to live in a simplified, pared down home. It doesn't have to be ultra minimalist. We're not talking about having one spoon or one fork or, you know, uh, I don't know, like a tiny little box of a room just because that's easier to clean. But really being intentional about your possessions and your things is a great starting point for your mental health and just physically running your life. Number two, focus on independent play for your children. You do not need to be with them 24 seven hovering over them. In fact, I would argue you don't even need to be doing that two out of seven. Children need to play by themselves, they need to play by their people, play with their peers, and yes, they can also interact and play with their grown-ups, with their parents, for sure. But they, you, they need that time to be alone and to cultivate independent play. It builds their self-esteem and it is really, really important for their growth. So cut the guilt when it comes to feeling like you need to be your child's permanent entertainment, they don't need that. They need to learn how to fall in love with themselves. And frankly, you're gonna stifle that process if you're always hovering over them. All right, number three, ask for help. As I said before, we're not really designed to do this alone and I think that is why so many of us moms these days are struggling with mental health issues and just feeling sad and overwhelmed because we're trying to do this all and it is just an impossible ask. It's never ever gonna feel aligned because it is not how nature intended it. And you know what, if you are not in a position to ask for like formal help where you're paying someone to help you or that's just not on the cards for you with family or whatever, as your children get older, I would say even as young as sort of three years old and then four years old, they can help too. They need to learn the essential skills to take care of themselves as they get older because heaven knows there is an epidemic of college students that don't know how to make a you know, make scrambled eggs or don't know how to use a washing machine or don't have basic skills because for their whole life, their mothers felt like they need to do it for them and you're doing your child a disservice. So recruit everybody. If that person is a, fa is a family member, they need to be pulling their weight, whatever is age appropriate for them. 
And number four, along with getting help, with getting help, but don't go at it alone. For me, especially when my two older children were really little, they're two years apart, it was very intense. I was working a lot outside of the home. And when I was with them and my husband would travel and it was just me, more than even the physical burden of looking after children, because it can be very physically demanding, it is an Olympic sport after all, parenting, more than that was just the loneliness of being by myself as the only adult, you know? And I would have killed to have a mommy friend like come and hang out with me. They don't even have to do anything. They just want, they, I just want them to talk to them, you know? So joining communities like the one that I coach in, which is part of the Very Good Mothers Club with Jess Hover. I'll have that link down below if you're interested, something like that, or just finding an online community if in-person is not a reality for you right now will make such a difference. Just talking, just putting your thoughts in the comments and having interactions. You're welcome to send me a DM about things that you're struggling with. That will make you feel so much better, so much lighter. Even if you don't solve the actual problem, just that connection with another human being is absolutely priceless and really necessary to preserve your mental health as a mom. There are just so many things that I can think of to make staying at home with your kids more enjoyable, more meaningful, more fulfilling, to help shift your mindset around feeling that guilt about having a perfect home. So if you want me to make a part two of this video, let me know down below and I can 100% do that for you. These are practices that I do in my daily life as a hybrid work from home, stay at home mom. So I would love to share more of those ideas. Let me know in the comments if that is something that you're interested in. If you've enjoyed this video, I would love to have you as a subscriber. Consider you know, checking that little subscribe button, give this video a like, share it with a mom in need. And if no one tells you today, I want to tell you that you can do this these hard times they are temporary, they will pass and a new challenge will come in. But every time you get through that challenge, just like your children, you earn a stripe and you grow and evolve as a person, which makes you ultimately a better, more empathic, kinder, more confident mom. So I'm here to tell you that you can do this and I can't wait to see you in my next video.